Good afternoon. Good morning, everybody. This is the TD Talk podcast with David. Todd, unfortunately, couldn't make it today. He's a new father. Um, he has to take care of his child tonight. I know being a father is really hard, and we commend him for that, um, you know, especially if it's his first kid. So, you know, he can't be here today, but he's with us here in spirit. Today on the TD Talk podcast, I have the nutty professor, Jeremy Klump, and I have resident Dolphins Twitter legend, Finn Dye. Sorty, how you guys doing today? <laughs> doing good, doing good. I'm doing good, man. Chick-fil-A for dinner. I'm feeling nice right now. <laughs> nice, dude. Did you try the uh, the Giannis special? No, I didn't. I wasn't that hungry. I would not yeah. have finished that right now, but I'm pretty sure normally I get down 50. I'll have Wait, to try it pretty soon. Hold on. So the Giannis special is not 50 nugs, though. Like, I see a lot of people – that's not what it is. He ordered 50 chicken minis, right? Like, why is it turning into nugs? No, yeah, it's the minis, too. yeah. All right, I saw Barstool just did it last night. They did the nugs, 50 nugs, and they're like, we're doing it. I'm, that's not what he did. I don't yeah, know. I want to try – the drink sounds intriguing, though. Sprite and lemonade, oh, I'm in. That's what I want to try. I'm done. Try try no ice, too. That's a, that's a pro move right there. That's a, that's a baller move. That's a very European move, though. They hate <laughs> ice over there. I did read that on Twitter yesterday, actually. It is very European, very, very not American. Americans are the only ones that like ice in their drinks. Well – I feel like nice. So, uh, guys, we're here to talk about uh, something that's a little bit overplayed, Xavier Howard. Um, Gardner Johnson tweeted on uh, his little Twitter today that, uh, you know, it would be a great backfield with him, Xavier Howard, and, you know, whoever they have right now, Marshawn Lattimore. Um, And he also just directly tweeted at him with eyes. Um, Does that mean that Alvin Kamara is coming here, Flo? (laughs) <laughs> absolutely not I don't think that's gonna happen uh I will say I want Alvin Kamara to, obviously because I love him to be on the Dolphins but I also want it because I saw some fans today and I, I don't think some of them were trolling that were saying like they'd rather not have Alvin Kamara and stuff like that and that's crazy to me I mean if, if X is getting traded getting a player like him back would be incredible but I don't think they're gonna get him I still uh, I don't think they're even – I see a lot of people thinking they're going to get Ruiz. Like, I, I really don't think they're going to get him either. I think it's just going to be a draft pick, and it's going to be upsetting for a lot of fans. I, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to think that Greer got fleeced again until it turns into something else, and then we get, like, 50 draft picks again, first-rounders. Yeah. Uh, it would be incredible if they did get a player and, a, like, a high draft pick, but uh, – I don't know. I think I, my Will Clap trade, I just – I, I kind of want to see if it happens just because I predicted, you know, the whole uh, Isaiah Wilson trade and stuff like that. So it would be funny if I could get another one. But, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I think him tweeting that is more significant than some people think. I know Sorty's probably going to take the opposite side here. But I, I do – I think he knows something in a sense of that maybe they're seeing how they're all going to play together and maybe a coach even texting him or something like, hey, get ready. Because, I mean, their secondary would be incredible. Remember, they do have Malcolm Jenkins, too, who's, like, arguably one of the best safeties in football. I think he has, like, uh, the number one solo tackle in the last couple of years combined, which is crazy. And uh, my boy Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, he plays in the slot. He plays safety. So, I mean, they'll be loaded in the secondary with Lattimore, too. So, yeah, I mean, the the Saints make a lot of sense. I still, though, I'm going to stick to this. I think the Dallas Cowboys are a team to really watch out for just because – it's Jerry Jones and, you know, adding up, throwing up the X back to, uh, to Dallas would be pretty cool. So I'd watch out for the Cowboys. And Sorty, what do you think? 
I, I don't. I don't think X is going to the Saints. I think um, Gardner Johnson's tweets are all a bunch of nonsense. He's just trying to rile up the fan bases. Um, he's bored on a Thursday. Just wants to kind of get the people going. Uh, with that being said, if it were to happen with the Saints, I would I would really like – I would obviously love to get Alvin Kamara, as Klump said. I mean, if we're going to give up an elite player on defense, we might as well kind of remedy that with getting an elite player on offense. Obviously, the running back position is pretty undervalued, like in general compared to all the other positions on, on teams. Um, so it would have to be Kamara – and a fairly high pick. I would probably say a first, if not a second, like in conjunction with Kamara. Just Kamara is not getting it done for me. Um, I know the Cowboys have been getting sprinkled in. I know like the Eagles are another potentially rumored team, but I don't think the Eagles would because they're probably saving ammo for Watson. Um, the, uh, the X situation is tough, bro. And I was kind of, I think I might've been DMing Clump or someone about it today. Like we might need to just hold off at least until training camp starts to consider moving him because what if Needham and Igbo are in training camp and, you know, all, all of our other depth guys and they just like, they're in shambles, you know, they just look like ass. That's very possible that our backup corners just don't look good. They're not progressing like we thought they were. And they were kind of stuck with having to make X happy one way or another, even though it seems like it's past the money and it's all about the emotions and about like his, his kind of personal spirit and him wanting to just move on. Um, so we're going to see, man, it's a tough situation. Like I know he doesn't seem to be happy, but money does money can potentially make a lot of things better. I think in a situation, if we were to pay him what he's worth, like he wouldn't, he, he would kind of stop complaining and he'd want to stick around. So, uh, you know, it's the topic's been beaten over like a dead horse now, but hopefully it works out in our favor one way or another. I hope so too, man. Cause he's an elite player and you, and you, he's the heart of the secondary and he's really what made this defense good last year. Not saying that, you know, Noah Igbenogany, I mean, we have a resident Noah Igbenogany standing here right now. Um, not saying he can't be good. Um, but, you know, the cornerback position is a hard position to learn. And it's going to take some time for him to kind of get into that mold. I mean, he's only – how long has he been playing cornerback? Three years. Since right? 2018, yeah. 2018, right? Because he was a wide receiver, and then he they switched him and Auburn to uh, to cornerback. Yep. So this is going to take some time for him. I don't I don't expect him to come and blow up the scene next year at all. Um. So you know, unfortunately, it is is what it is. We'll just hopefully we keep him. Uh, I'm on the position that I think that we should hold him until training camp, like Sorty said, uh, because. You need to see if he's even going to come. What if he just comes? Like, what if he just comes to training camp and be like, yeah, sorry, guys, I didn't want to come to OTAs. But I'm here at training camp now. I'm going to honor my contract now. Yeah, I don't think that's going like, to happen. I, I doubt that that's going to happen. But I mean, know. I think he'll show up. I think he's going to be there. But I don't think it's going to be the Xavier Howard everyone wants to be there, to be honest. And you yeah. said something that's interesting that I, I, wanna, I haven't been able to say it out loud anywhere yet, so I want to say it now. And I, I honestly love this. And Dolphins fans will absolutely hate me. The reason I'm so sold on Noah Igbenogany starting this year is because the Miami Dolphins are not winning the Super Bowl this year. The Miami Dolphins honestly might not make the playoffs this year. So if there's a year to put in a player that you need to take his lumps and get ready for the next year, like 2022 is the year when the Dolphins should really start making an impact. That's why I love the idea of Noah Igbenogany playing this year because he's going to take his lumps. And guess what? 
if he ends up not progressing and playing well, then you know you need a corner. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather know what they have with Noah now than waiting till when the Dolphins are ready to win. If Noah needs to play and he's not ready then, I mean, that's like – that's an epic fail. There's a lot of pieces on the Dolphins that need to get better this year. So, I'm completely down with Noah Igbenogany right now. And to add on to that too, Clump, like, I – it's weird. I'm in, a, I'm in a very pessimistic mood right now for some reason. But, like, to play devil's advocate, right, like, I, I have all the hope in the world that Igbo will, will – I mean, I'm not even going to say turn around because he was a rookie, bro. Like, you can't put that much stock on a rookie. Pick 30 – what was he, 31? Like, late, super late first round. Like, he's only been playing the position for a couple of years, like you mentioned. But, um, kind, like, kind of going from there, if we know – like, if Igbo doesn't work out and we realize we need a corner and X is still not happy and he ends up leaving the team either this year or after this season, there's a very big chance that our secondary is – not going to be completely screwed, but a good chance that we're going to be in a really bad spot and we're going to have to get lucky with draft picks, maybe have to overpay to fill out the, the, the CB1, CB2 spot, assuming Byron Jones would end up being our CB1 after X goes. So I think the secondary right now is like a very interesting position group to keep an eye on um, just because I could see it either working out in our favor where it works out with X and we're still one of the best secondaries in the, in the league. Or, like, we're in the lower middle of the pack and kind of in shambles moving forward. So, hopefully that's not the case. I don't want that to be because we need to address we'll – prob- we'll, we'll probably need to address many other positions next year, um, just, like, off the top of my head. So, hopefully the secondary stays in pretty decent shape. Yeah, man, I agree. Uh, this has the potential to be a franchise-altering move if something doesn't go right we'll see i don't know it's one of those things i hope it works out but the pessimist in me is saying it's not so let's get a prediction from everyone i want to hear what everyone thinks is it is it gonna happen is it not gonna happen um the x trade yeah is he getting traded or is he not getting traded fuck dude and, and then if you pick that he is getting traded i want a prediction on where he goes for fun god damn um um let me think for a sec. I'm going to say – I'm going to say X gets traded. I mean, if they – if they like, this is my thing. If Greer and Flores are kind of like – it seems like they have their, their foot in the sand, if that's a term. Like, I don't think they're going to budge, bro. Because Flores normally doesn't really comment on, like, player contracts and shit. And he said that, like, you know, sometimes it's not going to work out more or less. He kind of alluded to that, right? So, I think with X, like – they'll realize we might as well get some draft capital and move him instead of him, like, potentially not playing. And, like, may- maybe he'll he'll take the L's with the game checks. I know there's, like, a lot of controversy with, like, the whole, hey, is he potentially going to fake an injury stuff? I-, I personally think he could. I truly think he could. Like, I wouldn't put it past any player to do that, honestly. Um, but, okay, so the- I-, I think, yeah, he'll probably get traded if I had to guess. It seems like it's building up to that. I'm going to say the Browns, man. I think the Browns are, like, they could afford to give up a first-round pick. They're, they're really, like, on the cusp of greatness. And I think X would solidify that defense really well um, and, like, match a lot of the other defensive pieces they have pretty greatly. Wow. So he's getting traded and he's going to the Browns. I like it. David, what are you, what are you thinking? Speaking of the Browns, this smells to me like a Jarvis Landry situation all over again. And I am – 
not living for it. I hate it. I was absolutely distraught when Landry got traded to the Browns. Um, oh my goodness. It just, it feels like that to me again. Um, and I agree with Sorty. I think that the Browns are probably a sleeper um, to do that, uh, to trade for him. Uh, I don't think the LA Rams have much capital anymore to trade for him. Um, so I, if I had to guess, I would guess the Cowboys or the Browns. And the Saints are obviously a contender to for him as well. I think the Brown. I think though the highest probability is Dallas. He's from Texas. He'll probably they'll probably take him there. Um, and maybe they'll send us another wide receiver. I don't know or another tight end or tight end you. Oh man. Oh, all right. So I 100% think he's getting traded. But if we're going dark horse teams, I'm gonna. This is not where I – like, I'm not saying he's getting traded here, but my dark horse team and where I think a lot of people aren't thinking about, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are a real contender to Ooh. trade for Xavier Howard. And, I mean, if you're talking about worth paying, like, top dollar to bring Xavier Howard into the, that franchise championship window right now, what a perfect team to do it. So, I'm going to say he gets traded. My dark horse team is the Chiefs, and I still think – I've said this on the different podcasts – I think he's going to get traded to the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys will be the team that says, we're, we want him, we're getting him. So, Cowboys is my pick. Um, I'm, I'm genuinely asking. I'm not even trying to, like, put you on a spot clump. But do the – I know the Chiefs traded, obviously, for Orlando Brown. Do they have a first next year, or was that a second that they traded? Uh, I they traded first. Because that's the only thing first. that might throw a lump in that. I think it's a well, good theory otherwise. I, I honestly – I don't know. I, this is what I was going to say, but then I, I don't have the contract numbers in front of me. I could see them trading, like, Clyde Edwards-Alaire because uh, they obviously took him in the first round and didn't really use him well. and It didn't really work out the way it should have already. I mean, yes, he has to progress, but, like, there's a lot of people that think he was one of the worst rookie running backs, and he was first-round pick, yeah. so – I, I don't know, man. I just have – I feel like the Chiefs are a team, especially Andy Reid, like, getting a good corner like that. That would be so nasty, plugging X into that defense. It really you know, would be disgusting. No, that's it's – a, it's a great point. He would be amazing on that team. But, like, while we're on the top, like, before we move on, like, what could happen too, man, is, like, we might just – we might just play the waiting game with X, right? Like, maybe, like, yo, you're really going to hold out the season? All right, bet. It's week one. We're, we're, we're getting ready. Are you, are you with us or against us? And if he, if he sits out a couple of weeks, you know, maybe there's like a top Super Bowl team who their star corner gets injured or like maybe their CB2 gets injured and they need the depth and they're looking at – they're kind of looking at their draft capital. They see that first-round pick and they're willing to give it up and then maybe we trade him. Like there's a lot of different ways this could go down. It's such a complex, interesting scenario. Um, I, I don't – like I think we're going to trade him. I don't want to, man. Like, we literally have a defensive player of the year candidate for the first time in years on the Dolphins. And, of course, he's unhappy one year into a five-year extension. Like, I know it's, like, the pity party shit, but, like, only the Dolphins, bro. <laughs> only Dolphins fans got to deal with this fucking shit. Like, a year into an extension. I went to the Dolphins game in 2019 when we beat the Jets, our first win of the season. My girl bought an Xavier Howard jersey at the fucking pro shop, and now that shit's going to end up getting burned in a fucking month, dude. <laughs> oh, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Uh, I just 
I love the idea. I've mentioned this before. I think I might have mentioned it on Finside the NFL's reason. I love the idea of like waiting for the injury. That's what the Philadelphia Eagles did with Sam Bradford when they drafted Carson Wentz. Like it was incredible. But I mean, that is so risky too. Like I think the whole uh, I got in that huge tiff with everyone about oh no NFL players fake injuries. That's not a thing. Like I don't think people remember how ugly the Jalen Ramsey situation got. Like it was bad. It was like week three, and he was not playing. It was week three of the NFL season, and he was sitting out with an injury, collecting his game checks because he's injured. And then he gets traded, and literally his first day, he's off the injury report, and he practiced fully, like no injury. Uh, that's, I don't know, man. Money talks in every situation. So, like, I mean, money could talk in a bad way for X, too. I just – I think if it's as ugly as what it's coming out to be, you just can't keep him on the roster too long because it's only going to get worse then. Uh, we'll see what happens, though. Yeah, unfortunately, it's just the way it is. So moving on, let's talk about – so this is a potentially a future mistake for the Dolphins. Let's talk about one in the past. Did you guys read that Drew Brees one where uh, Nick Saban came out and said he left the Dolphins because of Drew Brees? I think Sordi and I are going to argue, like, supremely about this topic, and it's going to be great. All right, let's go. <laughs> Wait, so uh, – uh, go on, go on. Um, explain it. Explain it, Dave. Okay, yeah, go so ahead, Dave. For those who haven't read it, there was an article that came out. I forget which publication it came out on. But there was an article that came out, and it said that Nick Saban said he left the Dolphins because the Dolphins' doctors did not pass Drew Brees, and they didn't sign off on Drew Brees for him, and so he knew he was had to get out. And that's the story how he went to Alabama and he became the Alabama head coach. Now, I'm going to call complete BS on this. Um, you can absolutely 100% override a doctor's decision as a head coach. Um, there's nothing that's going to stop you. His arm was in a sling when he came. Of course, he was going to fail the physical. I mean, what do you expect? His arm is in a sling. He was just injured. Of course, he failed. It's not like he failed because you know, they knew that his arm would never be normal again. He failed because he was injured. So I think Nick Saban's full of it. Um, and now I hate Nick Saban. So does that make me a Tua hater? Clump, can you? Yeah, per the, per the transitive property, you are now a Tua hater. So congratulations. Awesome. Um, yeah. I think, I think Sordi, you might have tweeted about this and you said something along the lines of like, you were mad. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I forget what you said, but all I'm going to say is Dolphin fans are going to hate this. I don't, I like, I think what Nick Saban did was just like completely normal. And like any of us and any person that hates Nick Saban would do the same thing in his situation. If we, if we dumb it down and we make it like your nine to five job, you, you got a job, you love it. Things are going well, but then the way you want to do things isn't working out. And like people aren't agreeing with you. And you have this great other new opportunity to make the most money you could ever make and go get this great opportunity and have no one to, to speak to. You're the boss. Like you wouldn't take that new job. I don't know. I, I definitely, I'm a lot different where I think like Nick Saban saw an opportunity to like be what he is today and look like it couldn't have worked out any better for him. And yes, you can override the doctors in a sense, but like, Maybe it was just the idea that he didn't even like that he had to have the discussion. You know what I mean? Like, he wanted to be the guy. I mean, I know a lot of people were arguing saying he has, like, say and all this stuff. Well, if he has as much say as everyone says, why do they even have to look at him with the doctor? Like you said, he's in a sling. Like, 
I don't know. I, I don't mind Nick Saban. Like, I think Nick Saban is smart. I mean, he made the, the best decision he could have ever made for his life. So I don't hate him like Dolphins fans do. I don't think he screwed the Dolphins over. I mean, he was even a good coach when the Dolphins – what did he go, nine and seven? Like, with who, who was the quarterback? I don't even remember. I mean, like, oh, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a Nick Saban fan. I, I don't hate him. All right. So my take on the situation, and it's like – it's probably a little bit different from other Dolphins fans because, you know, like, I'm, I'm 27, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not old by any means, but the Nick Saban years were just a little bit before I really became, like, a very diehard fan. So that time in my life, I was a little too young to understand the full gravity of the situation. But, like, looking back on it and the knowledge that, I, of course, I know now, like – Obviously, you could override a doctor's decision, just get another doctor who's going to approve it. So Nick Saban saying that he wanted Breeze, but the doctors overrode him, like, is complete bullshit. So, number one, we know Saban's a liar because that's complete nonsense. As far as Nick Saban, like, as, as you know, like, a coach and a person, obviously he's incredible. He's the best college coach of all time. Like, I, I, don't, I don't hate him from – I don't hate him from the perspective of him being a college coach, obviously. And it's almost at the point now where, like, you know, Nick Saban screwed up. He was here for two years. He bailed on us and went back to school, right? But the thing that we'll – I think we could always hold over him and that we'll have on him is that we didn't fail Nick Saban. Nick Saban failed us. He failed in the NFL, and he ran away like a coward. And now he's doing revisionist history – to try and paint himself in a better light. And that's really scummy, and I don't like that or appreciate it. So now I'm getting fired up, and I'm, I don't like Saban anymore. I didn't really like him in general, but I've completely changed my mind. I don't like Saban again. Honestly, dude, the only reason why I was rooting for Alabama the past two years is because Tua was there, and I wanted Tua to, since the day he threw that game-winning throw in a national championship. And then, obviously, all the Alabama fans, who are now Dolphins fans, came out of the woodworks, and, you know, uh, I, I'm cool with a lot of you guys if you're listening. Like, a lot of the people on Dolphins Twitter who are Bama Dolphins fans, like, I like you. But Saban is a douche. Like, he completely lied and he, – he completely lied about the situation, misrepresented it, and now he's trying to, like, do this revisionist history to paint himself in a better light. But when it comes down to it, his Dolphins tenure is the biggest thing in his career – that he's never going to be able to make right or remedy unless he goes back to the NFL and tries to stab again at coaching in the NFL. So until that happens, if it ever happens, which it probably won't, he's always going to be seen as an NFL, uh, um, a failure as an NFL coach. I like it. Let me ask you this. Let me, let me pose this to both of you. What if the Brian Flores hot seat rumors become a real thing? What if the Dolphins don't do well this year and they get rid of Brian Flores? What if they hire Nick Saban to come back to the Dolphins to coach Tua and the Miami Dolphins as the head coach? Would you accept him, Sorty? <laughs> okay, so um, oh, hold on, hold on. Dave, 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 give your give your response. I look something up real quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're looking up his buyout, Sorty, because I'm pretty sure his buyout's like 20 million or something crazy. Oh my god! Okay, so 
Wait, David, before we even get into this crazy topic, I want to hear what you think about Nick Saban more, too, just because I kind of just, like, hijacked that. But I, when Sorty said, like, he'd never forgive him, I just wanted to troll his ass so bad. <laughs> this, is, this is a good topic. I'm a, Gator, I'm a Gators fan, okay, as you know, Clump. Yes, so, yes, yes. Um, of course, I don't like Nick Saban, but I don't like Nick Saban because he keeps beating my favorite team, and it's kind of <laughs> annoying that he's been so dominant for so long. Um do I think he could come back to the NFL? I don't think so. I think he's been so long in college that it's kind of being in college and being in the NFL is completely different. He's used to being in the NFL or being in college now. Um, it's going to provide a different challenge now that the college players are getting paid for their NIL deals, which is great. It's good for them, but it's going to provide a different challenge for him. But I think that team is so dominant and they're going to say so dominant. I don't think he can come to a team with dysfunction like Miami. I don't think he could come here and deal with a seven and nine Dolphins team. I don't think he's ever in his tenure as Alabama head coach had to deal with a bad Alabama team. Like, I don't think that's ever happened. So true to think about. So weird. It's so weird. Like they just literally never lose, man. And the NIL stuff pisses me off so much. Like, I was I saw a lot of Dolphins fans just going crazy because he said the whole doctor thing. What pissed me off the most this week was him gloating that his fucking quarterback that's never played a, a snap or whatever it is is making a million dollars. Like that is just such a slap in the face to Florida Gators fans because not only is it impossible to recruit against Alabama, now you have Nick Saban going, Come to Alabama before you even play a snap, you can be a millionaire. Like, damn it, it's so annoying. That's why I hope he leaves somehow. But, I, yeah, yeah, I, like you said, I don't see how that guy would ever leave that gig. I mean, he's the king of Alabama. Yeah. All right. So, to, to play your – okay, so two things. One, I wanted to confirm. Saban went 9-7 and seven his first year as a coach. Then he went 6-10 and 10 the following year, and then he left for Bama yes. on, on the Dolphins. Next up, the thing is, though, can any – if you're an SEC head coach – okay, Florida, Georgia – Texas A&M, for example, like, can't you pretty much bullshit and just say your star player is getting near a million dollars in NIL? Like, who's going to verify that, right? Like, yeah, like, I think you, you could say it for recruiting. Be like, yo, like, uh, what's Texas A&M's rookie um, – I'm sorry. What's Texas A&M's running back that's going to be really good Spiller, this year? Isaiah yeah, Spiller. Isaiah Spiller. Bro, just say he's nearing, like, say he's nearing 500K in endorsements. No one's going to check that. But anyway, Clump, your hypothetical – if the Flores hot seat rumors are true, if he were to get fired, and if we if we actually cleaned house appropriately, which means that Greer's fired too, all the top dogs in your oh, organization everyone. are gone. Clear house for everyone. Gone. If they clear house 100% and you give Saban full autonomy of the team, I'd welcome him with open arms. Let's like, you, you, As much as I hate him, you'd be crazy not to because he's just oh. – so incredible, bro. And a college coach, like, I would give him another shot. Like, I love it. Listen, <laughs> listen. Reason. Reason's the one who actually said this to me one day, like, half joking, half serious. But, like, I just brought it up because you said you'd never forgive him. Honestly, though, wouldn't that be fucking sick? Like, could you imagine Nick Saban coming back to Miami to, like, prove that he can win in the NFL and completely – Think about the new culture he'd bring to the Dolphins. Oh, my God. And if he actually won with us after leaving. And the thing is, he never really had a big connection to us in the past. You know, like, it wasn't like he used to play for us or some shit. You know, like. Is he was, best friends with Ross? I don't know. Is he? 
Well, Ross wasn't the owner back then. Well, no, I think he's good friends with Ross, though. I'm pretty sure I heard that before. Why, why would that – I mean, I'm not saying that you're wrong, but, you know, Ross is a Michigan guy. So them being best friends – them being really close, that'd be a little random, right? Hold on, let me – I'm going to have to look it up. But I, like, someone bro, told me – Ross and Harbaugh are tight. If Ross cleans house and Harbaugh wants a coaching gig – you know Harbaugh's going to be the dude for us. I like, wouldn't mind, dude. I love, you know I love Harbaugh. I think I told you that I, I, I know him you love day. him. I would I not want him. I love that guy. I wouldn't touch him. I know you'd be hyped. He could barely win a fucking yeah. – I'm sorry. Am I allowed to curse on this podcast? By the yeah, way? wait. I've been swearing yeah, too. Right. Sorry. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. But, bro, he can't, he can't even beat Ohio State, bro. He could barely beat Michigan State half the time. I would not want him on the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, Michigan sucks, though. I mean, come on, bro. They get recruits, though. Let's be honest. He should be able to beat Ohio State at least once in his, like, what, seven-year tenure? Yeah, I mean, but look at Ohio State's quarterbacks they had the last few years. Dude. They're pretty loaded. I'm not saying they're not. I'm not That's Michigan's problem. They never get the quarterback, dude. They always have that trash quarterback. I thought Shea Patterson was going to be, like, a be the dude there. He stinks. Oh, yeah. Hello? Yo. You hear me? Yeah, we hear you. All right, yeah. I don't know what happened with my uh, my mic had to switch out. Um, yeah, uh, I think that would be super interesting if Saban uh, Saban uh, comes here. That'd be I great. just think it'd be so be cool. Wild. I, I might write I might write a fucking article on it now just to really piss people off. Like, I I hope it doesn't happen. I hope Flores sticks around. Like. It's it's tough. I mean, it all it all really rides on it rides on a couple things, right? Like, it rides on Tua's development number one. It rides on, truthfully, it rides on Deshaun Watson's Deshaun Watson's lawsuit and his his criminal troubles and stuff. Um, it I think it rides a lot on the growth of um, Igbo Austin Jackson. It relies on um, Raquan Davis even like taking another big step this year. It relies it relies on our first round picks this year to really to really produce right off the bat, right? Like we gave Greer this huge war chest of picks. We need to make sure that he's doing a good job too. So like I I don't un- like and I, maybe I'll send a tweet about this pretty soon to get people up in arms, but <laughs> I don't understand people like that won't even recognize that the seat could be a little warm they won't even recognize that you know and i think that's a little bit dishonest like because dude things happen fast in the nfl shit changes like we all know this shit changes week over week at the drop of a dime no matter what so you know who knows man we saw one and three we're in a bad spot like questions might start arising already if Tua has a bad first couple weeks the media pressure starts getting on us like not to say we'd fire Flores week four or five or anything, but like a seat can warm up pretty fucking quickly. Like, yeah. So, so am I saying Flores is on the warm seat right now? I don't think he's on the warm seat, but we got to acknowledge that he's probably a little bit closer to it than we'd like to admit just because, and him and Greer both, we need to produce. This is a year we need to produce. We don't need to win a Super Bowl, but we need playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Playoffs needs to be the thing. <clears throat> um, all right, so then, yeah, my next question is, 
why would anyone think that the hot seat rumor is true for Brian Flores? I sent out a tweet about it. It kind of, it kind of blew up in my face. <laughs> I kind of joked about how um, I thought that the Brian Flores hot seat rumors were true, and uh, you know I was going to go cry or whatever. Um, but I mean, it's possible. What if he's what if he's pissed off like Saban was about Drew Brees? What if he's pissed off about Herbert? Yeah, I don't know, man. I think what Sordi said said it best. He can get hot pretty quickly, and it doesn't have to just be wins and losses sometimes. Sometimes it's the behind-the-scenes stuff. And from what we've heard, obviously, there's some behind-the-scenes stuff. And, like, from what I've heard, obviously, there's some behind-the-scenes stuff. So, I, I mean, it's definitely something to monitor. I think everyone loves to believe positive reports about the Dolphins. Like, if Jason Lockenfor dropped an article tomorrow that said, uh, Jalen Waddles running a four two forty. I guarantee you, every damn Dolphins fan would be like, "We got the fastest receiver in the league!" Oh shit, four two forty. Like <laughs> anything positive, they'll take. But since he said something negative, they're like, "No, nah, it's not true. It's not true." Like, I, I mean, he didn't report that for fun. I know the Dolphins get a lot of clicks right now this off season, which I, I appreciate that myself, obviously. But I, I just, I don't think he's making something like that up. And from what I've heard, Brian Flores has kind of like a like an ego issue with the Dolphins. So, I mean, I could see the seat being high. And, and he said there's other media people, and I have talked to other people in the media that also have heard the same thing. For all the people that say no one's ever heard anything about the Dolphins, you're all lying, which is the funniest thing. I think my, that's probably my favorite topic all offseason is that no one knows anything about the Dolphins other than Chris Greer and Brian Flores. Like, that's the most ignorant statement I think I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah. But, yeah, so I, I – the seat could get hot pretty quick, like Sordi said. So, I would just monitor how the year goes. I think it would be, like, imagine they start out just ice cold. Oh, it, it could get really ugly in Miami. It could, and I'm really terrified of that. I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I am too. And, Clump, to add on to that, bro, it, it, I completely agree with you. Any negative article or story – is dismissed within a second, but any positive story is literally spread all over Dolphins Twitter. Yep. And it's funny because like, and this is just a random analogy, but a lot of people on Twitter and Dolphins Twitter in general, like, you know, it's like they rally against billionaires and globalists and shit. Like fuck Elon Musk, fuck Jeff Bezos. These dudes are like, like, like they're all against you. They're trying to suppress you, keep you down. Like, don't listen to anything they say. It's all nonsense. But Dolphins fans will also treat Flores and Greer, like, as if they're messiahs, right? Like, they're kind of standing them in the same way other people will stand these billionaires that are, like, going to the moon and doing the space race and shit. Like, these guys could do no fucking harm. You can't criticize them whatsoever. Some people do. I see a lot of people give fair criticism, um, like Fox and around, like my buddy Fox and around on Twitter. Like he was kind of had a couple tweets about Greer the other day, and I agree, man. Like I'm not willing to give Greer any credit yet, and people give me shit for that when I bring it up sometimes. But I haven't seen enough from Greer, bro. I truly haven't. Like it's you know he, he's had some hits so far, a couple, you know, like the Christian Wilkins pick. It's not as incredible as people think it is, you know. Can like, be bro, determined still. It's still, bro. Dexter Lawrence on the Giants is an incredible 
two down defensive tackle. Like he's so disruptive, bro. And he was picked almost 10 picks behind Wilkins and they were teammates in college. And, you know I mean? and the Miami Dolphins and the Philadelphia Eagles, the Eagles actually sent the Dolphins a trade to take Christian Wilkins for that pick. They had it. They, the Dolphins almost took it. That's a true story, by the way. Just so you And know. they didn't take it? Yeah. So Greer wanted Wilkins that bad that he didn't take a deal. And it was a first-round pick that the Eagles were sending them. And you know what it was? It's because Greer wanted that, like, that cheery, happy-go-lucky, optimistic culture type dude. Or Flores did, better yet. Flores probably wanted a guy like that, and Greer was super into it, too. And, like, bro, I'm not I'm, – you know, I'm, I think Wilkins is a good player. I'm not saying he's not good. Like, I think, I think he's pretty good. He's probably on the cusp of being worth the selection, but still a little bit high for what he's produced for us so far, you'd kind of have to say. Like, he's not a grand slam pick by any stretch of the imagination. We've seen Austin Jackson get put in some rough spots last year, you know. We draft a starting left tackle who it's, – and it's an incredible thing he did donating his bone marrow or whatever it was to his sister, I believe. I give him I give him applause. It was an incredible thing to do. But, you know, like he was struggling for, for a good couple weeks of the year because he was probably a little bit weaker. And hopefully he comes back stronger this year. You know what I mean? Like I'm not – before I get canceled or some shit, it's not a knock on what he did. He did a very charitable thing. But, like – we took a couple chances on some dudes and it better start paying off pretty quickly, you know? Yeah, I agree. I'm with you 100% on that. I agree, Sorty. I agree. Waddle needs to – Waddle immediately needs to be, like, not star level, but Waddle needs to get a solid, you know, minimum 10 touches a game, whether it's him, you know, doing a slants, Tua getting him the ball, or they just, you know, do some kind of, like, jet sweeps and shit. Like – Waddle needs to produce immediately top, top, you know, sixth overall wide receiver. Like he needs to show his worth right away. So that's, that's going to like put Greer a little bit on the hot seat too. You know, if Waddle doesn't live up to that hype right away. So many storylines and a lot of shit to, to look forward to this year. And it's going to be a little nerve wracking in some aspects as well. It is. And that's going to prove the, you know, where our rebuild's at, you know, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's good. I'll, I'll tell you what Waddle has over Jamar Chase, though. That boy washes his ass. He got that clean ass. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, damn. That, that's just – We were going to do a training cramp preview uh, for this episode, but I think we're going to say – I'm think, I'm going to say that for next week um, just because I am going to two training camps this year. I'm going to one on both Saturdays because I work for a living, so I have to, you know, <laughs> like every other American, he uh, works for a living. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we're going to answer some questions that we actually received on Twitter right now. Oh, no. here. Uh, there's some ridiculous ones. Get ready for this. Uh, I'm just going down the line here as I have it. Um, Finstant Reaction. Finstant Reacts. He's one of my boys. Good guy. Uh, he says, which QB do you guys want to draft with the 49ers pick? <laughs> Is the 49ers pick next year or in 2023? It's this year. And, yeah, it's this year. It's coming up this year? Shit. That's and a next good year. It. And next year. They have this year and next year, don't they? Well, we swapped picks. Didn't we give the Eagles we gave them their pick? The, or they gave pick? them the Dolphins pick. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah. next year's first. Which QB are we going to take? Yeah. Damn. That's a good one. I'm going to say – go ahead. You go first, Sorty. 
So, I mean, the 49ers are going to be a middle-of-the-pack team, so it's not going to be that high of a pick. So, assuming it's like 15-16, I don't know, maybe like maybe Keaton Slavis out of USC, you know, there maybe you has a, 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 better, a better year. Um, and he's like a middle-of-the-pack first-round QB probably, so I'll say him if shit goes sour. All right. If shit goes sour, I'm going to get a cop out here and say they use that pick to get to Sean Watson. That's, no, that's a cop out. Say. If I had to pick a college quarterback that they draft, that would be in that range. I'm going to say uh, Emory Jones, Florida Gators. He was going to be. Christ. I'm telling you, bro. Sorry. This is a sure oh. thing. I know you and I, we, we talk gambling every now and then. This is a sure thing. You should bet money on Emory Jones to win Heisman right now. I'm just. What's I, the odds? It's plus six thousand right now. Oh shit! I'm telling <laughs> you. Good. Listen, dude. Dan Mullen. I'm not going to go on a college football rant, but Dan Mullen is an absolute genius with college quarterbacks. He made Dak Prescott incredible. He made Alex Smith the number one pick. Tim Tebow looked like God. I'm. I'm telling you, dude. Oh, Emory Jones. Emory Jones is going to be a first round pick. He was a high recruit. He waited his time. He's. He's a really good player. Like, Lamar Jackson is going to make sure that Emory Jones gets drafted in the first round. You'll have to send me some Emory Jones propaganda after this so I can take a look. Uh, all right, but, but, before – but I, don't, I digress. I know we have a mailbag. Let's keep going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so the next one comes from Tone, O-Z-M-I-A. Uh, this one's a little uh, – if you have children listening, please cover their ears. Uh, do you put a layer of toilet paper on the seat when you poop in a public bathroom, or do you place your bare ass in the porcelain? <laughs> Clump, that's all a, you. You go first. That's such a good question. Uh, so I'm first gonna look to see if they have one of those little toilet paper things. You know what I mean? Like they have those uh, those like seat toilet paper covers. If not, I'm I'm probably putting toilet paper down just because a lot of people are nasty. I mean, look at Jamar Chase, a millionaire, mm-hmm. doesn't wash his ass. So I uh, I'm definitely putting shit down. People are dirty, man. Uh, all right, so. That's what my that's what me and my friends call building a nest. So if you put the toilet paper down around a thing, it's called building a nest. Um, my life just changed forever. Oh it's, it's, my it's, God. it's honestly great, but all right, I'm gonna be truthful, bro. I'm not gonna fucking bullshit. Don't tell us you raw dog it. Don't listen to me. It. Can you listen to me for the love of God? If it's a very clean public place, like no. at my office in the city, when the world's normal. What I'll do is take mad fucking toilet paper, wipe the seat down like crazy. <laughs> Even if there's nothing on it, then I just fucking plop my bare ass down, bro. <laughs> but if it's clean, if it's a dirty place, like if I'm at a restaurant or a bar, I'm building a nest. So the answer is it fucking varies, but oh, it's a mix of both. Wait, wait, wait. You think that the toilet paper with nothing to kill bacteria is just getting rid of bacteria? Bro, where do you think it's going? It's on my ass skin. I take a shower at night. Oh, no. What do you think it's doing there? Oh, fucking man. infesting into my skin? I don't know, man. I can't. That's, that's, that's a we'll let, we'll let Tone decide, decide if I'm a dickhead or not, but I feel like his answer is going to be yes, but it's all good. What a good question. I bare ass toilet seats, bro. You bare ass? What do you do, David? I always bare ass. Oh my! You guys are thank you. You guys are fucked up. A man that's not scared of germs. Thank you. (laughs) I bare ass that toilet seat, bro. And so far, you guys are disgusting. I've been very lucky. I've been very blessed, but that could change. But dude, I work in a very clean place it has to be clean so i bear ass there all the time and if i can control it then i come take a shit at home this is the way life works yeah that's always a move 
That's always a good move. But if I can't, you know what, dude? If it's if it's that bad that I have to go in a public place, then I'm bare assing it because it's an emergency. That's a good oh, point. That's a you're, great question. So if you're in a public place that's happening so fast, you don't have time to build a nest. You just got to fucking go in, right? <laughs> build a nest. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I know this yeah. is going to sound so dumb, but I can't wait. My, like, my five-year-old, she has to put toilet paper down when we're in public when she goes to the bathroom. So I can't wait to be like, we got to build a nest. She's going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it's awesome. Great. It's great. All right. So now the next question comes from Hampton Sipper, Bama fan, 1815. Uh, what will be your reaction when Waddle scores an 80-yard touchdown on his first catch from King to a uh, – I'm going to take my pants off. I'm going to run outside. You're not going to hear from me for two weeks, and I'm going to have to talk to my neighbors about what happened. Um, I'm going to be on some sort of list. Uh, yeah, that's what's going to happen. That's the first thing I'm going to do. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I'm just – I'm going to go be going completely ape shit in my house, just screaming at the top of my lungs. I guess that's a tame answer, but that's my first instinct. My first instinct is I'm probably going to have to block Reason because he's going to say, you said he wasn't going to be good. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> going to tweet some dumb shit at me, even though all I said was that I just didn't want him at six. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be pretty cool. I'm actually, like, I'm praying that it happens for one reason. I hope it's a 75-yard touchdown, not an 80-yard. So that I can reshare my tweet that has like it went viral. That would be so great to reshare it. And then people would be like, he predicted the future. So I hope it happens. That would be sick, yeah. So now the next one comes from Tua Throw the Ball All Over. <laughs> Where are we shipping X's ass for being an ungrateful bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I said the Browns, man, the Browns. Shoot him up to Cleveland. I don't think X is even being ungrateful, to be honest. I mean, I want the players to get their money all the time. I understand where he's coming from. But if I had to pick where to ship him, I'd ship him to, like, Arizona just because – Miserable think, desert. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to be as good as everyone says. So, And, you know, now that uh, DeAndre Hopkins likely isn't playing and he might retire, so no. <laughs> send him to Arizona. Okay, so now the next one. Who's going to get married first, Tua or Herbert? Uh, Herbert's getting married first. Yeah, you saw that picture of two with that that girl helping her up. I mean, he's not getting married anytime soon. No, he's not getting married at all. And yeah, he, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Herbert too. He's a slow cooker, man. He's gonna be very religious, and it's gonna take a very long time, like three, four years before he gets married. You know what I mean? What do you think that video was though? Of him helping that girl? Do you think he was just helping some random girl? Or do you think that was the girl with him? Nah, he was smashing, bro. That's <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I don't know about the whole religious thing, then, man. I don't know. He ain't that religious. I'll tell you that much. Forty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we got another one. Uh, if you have children, cover their ears. Toe tap you. Realize I've been bleeding profusely from my anus. Any medical tips? Build a nest, bro. <laughs> Build a nest. <laughs> Wait. This dude's just bleeding from his anus? It's because he didn't build a nest. He got fucking bacteria in there. <laughs> build a nest. Yeah, get, uh, <laughs> go to a doctor. Go, wait. Um, yeah, go to Walgreens. Go buy a douche, but use it for your fucking ass. And then just see what happens. That's probably what I would say, right? Or just go to a fucking doctor. Yeah, just go, just go to the doctor. 
All right. So, uh, yeah, just go to the doctor, man. I, that's what I would say. Uh, and this one is for Clump. I mean, sort of, you can answer too, but this one's mostly for Clump. Uh, Fins make pain ass. Do the Seminoles run Florida? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, you're not that guy, pal. They're, they're, they're terrible, <laughs> man. They're just, I don't even think about Florida State, to be honest. Like, I'm pretty sure uh, the Gators play in the last week of the season. It's like, that's probably one of the least thought about games on my mind for, for the Gators this year, to be honest. I don't think Florida State has any chance of even coming close to Florida. I would take Miami over Florida State, honestly. I'd probably, I'd probably say Florida, Miami, Florida State. I mean, UCF might even be better than Florida State. Let's be honest here. Like, I, the Florida State sucks. They suck. Yeah, no, they're they're complete trash. I'm right there with you, Clump. I completely agree. I mean, I, you know, I'm a Hurricanes fan, but I'm not nervous about Florida State at all. Uh, they're definitely on the downhill, and they're probably going to be for the foreseeable future. So, yeah, sorry. I think the Gators will beat them by at least 20-plus, honestly. Oh, <laughs> they're, for sure. They're going to sure. Yeah. 100% they're beating them by, like, 20-plus. Um, honestly, I put FIU over – Florida State right now. Florida State. Oh, man. <laughs> we, just, we just shit on Florida State tonight. <laughs> I love it. A bunch of uh, FSU fans here, but I don't really care. I don't like your campus. I don't like your team. Um, I honestly, I put UF Florida first. Then I put Miami Hurricanes, and then I put FIU because FIU did beat UM. And then uh, I'm going to put UCF. Well, actually, no, no, I'm going to put UCF before FIU. So it's UCF, then FIU. And then uh, we're going to put uh, University of North Florida. FAMU. <laughs> what about FAU? There's, there's a Division two college, too. We'll just throw ahead of them. <laughs> we might as well. Yeah. Oh, shit. Poor Florida State. Catching strays tonight. <laughs> That's what they deserve. I don't even know who their head coach is anymore. That's how bad they are, bro. I, I'm right there with you. I have no idea. <laughs> well, that's it for our mailbag. Um, is there anything else you guys want to add before we close this out? Go ahead, Sorty. Um, let's see. Overall, I'm, I'm very excited about this season. I think Tua is going to improve upon his rookie year. I think he will show people that he could be a franchise QB. Um, I, still have, I still have all the hope in the world in the guy. And you know what? If, if he kind of sucks and it's not panning out this season, we're going to have to move on right away. You know, make a move for someone else. I think this year, as much as it sucks for him, really is that do-or-die season. He needs to show a lot of potential this year or he's probably getting moved. I think he will live up to the hype. I truly do. I like it. I, uh, I guess I'll end with we'll keep it on that same topic. I just – I've said this a bunch of times. I want Tua to be so good just because it would be so funny for so many people to have to, like, backtrack on what they say. And, honestly, then it would be fun for the Dolphins, obviously, if Tua is great. But uh, my biggest fear is that Tua is just, like, average. Like, he doesn't suck and he's not great. And then it's, like, that awkwardness of do they go another year and then we go another whole offseason of is Tua good, is Tua mm -hmm. bad. Like, I, I, I physically – I think if that happens, I, I joked with my wife, I'm dead serious. If Tua has an average year and they keep him in it and it is how it is, I'm covering a different team next year. I can't. I could not go another offseason 
of seeing Tua all day, every day on Twitter. It'll it'll kill me. And like I like Tua, and it's like just annoying. So I hope Tua does great. It'd be really cool. It'd be a lot of fun. Tannehill, baby, Ryan Tannehill, part two. Yeah, let's hope not. <laughs> and then he's gonna go to another. Look, I said this, and I said this as a joke, um, but. It's actually really true. What's going to happen is if we trade for Deshaun Watson, he's going to be like Dante Culpepper, the second coming. Um, and then when we trade Tua to wherever he goes, um, good for him. I hope he does well wherever he goes. But, uh, you know, he's going to become a uh, – he's going to become a franchise quarterback. He's going to become a Hall of Famer. Oh, 100%. He's shit on by Alabama. Yeah. All day. I mean, all of us were, you know, well, like I told you some good tools. Potential was, you know, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, and we, and then now, ten years from now, we're gonna be doing a podcast talking about, you know, should Brian Flores have kept Tua, and how it was such a, <laughs> a terrible move, and that's why he left to join, you know, wherever team, and now he's the most dominant coach in all football. Uh, Nick Saban and and Tua just won their third Super Bowl in ten years. Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> triggered. Not good. On that note, though, we should trade for Deshaun Watson. I love you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Todd, uh, you know, I love you. Thanks for, uh, you know, I got you next time, bro. I know you're a new father, so we love you, bro. Um, yeah, and we're ending here. Good night, everybody. Be good. Congrats on the new child. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of The Time Out with Todd and David. We're hoping to have this done every week or so. This one was a long episode. It was an hour. Thank you guys so much for sticking along to the very end here. Please follow us on Twitter. We're going to be announcing stuff. We're going to be doing special things. We're going to be doing special challenges and stuff. We're going to start uploading on YouTube very soon. You can follow Todd at, at L-E-L-Z-E-L-E-O-N-S-O Z-E-L-E-O-N-S-O on Twitter. And you can also follow me at da. F-L-O-W 2020 on Twitter as well. You know, we're helping to have some fun stuff. I hope you guys stick around and keep listening. Thank you guys so much. Peace.